Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening and welcome back to An Adventure in History. It's good to be back. It's March. March. I can't believe it. We marched into the year. Oh, no. Into the month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. That's not uh, a good thing. Well, so here's the thing. Here's uh, Save the date. My mom's birthday is the only command of the year. Command? March 4th. Uh, oh, no. It's why my dad married her. Has she been telling So he never would forget. (laughs) No. (laughs) But it is easy to remember. It is easy to remember. Yeah. So happy belated birthday, mom. (laughs) So, all right. Um, We have a special guest. One of our favorite. I would say absolutely our favorite because she is She's in the top one of our guests. The top one. (laughs) (laughs) She's the top one of our favorite because we've had her back more than anyone else. Am I the most now? Uh, no, no, you're getting, you're climbing up there, though. Okay. But we could also say she gets paid to be here. Well, forced to be here. <laughs> it's but a pleasure I, to be here. I do give her the option. Okay. Well, that's nice. I mean, you but, are her boss. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if she would, she would be comfortable saying no. I'd rather not do that. Sure. He's asking her that on she, the air. She, she, she would make up an excuse. Say, I have a oh. meeting. I'm sorry, I can't right. make it. I'm so, busy. I'm busy. We have Dr. Chelsea Vaughn here. <laughs> so thank the, you so much for joining us the again. The esteemed curator of the Clatsop County Historical Society. It's a very great, it's a very good position. I'm, I mean, it's it's special that we have a curator, isn't it? Well, I mean, this is kind of a big vital. deal. It's vital that we have a curator. <laughs> right. But you have a... But, but, but see, in a, in a bigger organization, she would be far more specialized than she is. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. you're like on a big O chart, if this was the Oregon Historical Society, you actually do probably about eight different jobs. Probably, yes. I actually was on a, a different radio show, I have to admit, recently, and they introduced me as a curator for the Classic uh, Kind Historical a Society. Curator. I had this, I'm like, I'm actually like the curator because we aren't that big of a staff. <laughs> That's true, because some have like curator of interpretation, right. curator of collections, curator of textiles. Entire curatorial staffs, even. Yeah. So what yeah. would your specialty be if you could just do one instead of mm, eight? That's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I, I do like putting together exhibits. That is certainly one of one of my uh, you know, preferred, preferred, preferred tasks. And would you, would you have guessed that before I hired you? That that's what I would like to do? Yeah, that, that you were like digging, that you dig doing exhibits. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um I maybe thinking about it after the fact, it makes sense to me because I like the doing of research to uh, like doing research, but I also like then sharing that research and information for other people. And exhibits are sort of the most natural way to do that within a museum setting. So, in hindsight, that makes sense. But um, you know, going into it, I've always been very interested in material culture. So I think I would have probably picked um, you know conservation or you know. Collections management, and and I certainly enjoy those things. But that's mm-hmm. if I had to pick one of eight, I would <laughs> I, I would I would go with uh, exhibit design. All right. See, and I would have guessed five years ago, I would have said probably research mm-hmm. would have been my guess, just because you have a PhD, you're a right. doctor, and obviously you 
you like doing that. I've done some research, yeah. <laughs> and I, w- I don't know that I would have said exhibits, but, but hmm. you and Matt have become unbelievably good at it. And in fact, everyone that's listening, if you haven't see, if you didn't see the, the fire exhibit, you blew it because that was one of the best things we've ever done. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to like tease to you lose. for no reason, but <laughs> it was up for like nine months. I know. We only told you <laughs> about it. A million times. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> so. and parts of it will, will find new life at our um, Upper Town Firefighters Museum here oh, eventually. That's true. Yeah. That's that was a kind good. of a twofer. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a lot to talk about here because you've been part of something really exciting. Um, So let's get rid of the the silliness here, the history (laughs) highlights. Yep. Uh, These are things, as always, icebreakers or trivia things for tomorrow, March 6th. So it's 1475. Ooh. I know. I don't go back that You like that. Michelangelo was born. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) I'm glad you approve. Yeah. All right. uh, 1521. Magellan discovers Guam. Oh. I still think Magellan, one of my favorite explorers. Yep. Have we asked this before? I, it's Do you a, have a, ch- a favorite? Oh, no, I don't. Do you have a favorite? Um, I sort of like Cook just because he um, basically got killed by the, <laughs> the Sandwich Islanders. And then they made it into a tour spot. It is. It's a weird the... obelisk that you actually can't go up to. I, I've been on the beach below it, but I have not actually... Ooh. Huh. Um, bend to it proper. But for years, didn't the the islanders like show other people like come look at the bullet holes in the? Oh, I wow. believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just gouge with a knife and said, "Oh, that's a bullet hole." Sure. Yeah. Uh, I like Henry Hudson too. So maybe maybe we Hudson's like the tragic ones. Right. That don't people make it who back. died stupidly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 1831, and I meant to do more research on this, but I didn't. Um, Edgar Allan Poe is removed from West Point Military Academy. Ooh. It was the stories he told at bedtime. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I didn't even realize he went to West Point. No, so that I doesn't. Meant, I meant do, to do more research. I can see why he didn't fit in. Yeah, yeah that's why I was surprised that he was even there. Uh, 1836, the Battle of the Alamo comes to an end. Mm-hmm. They killed John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't laugh at that and encourage me. Um, although, did they, did they really kill Davy Crockett or did he survive and then killed, be killed later? I... Because there was some evidence that they talk about. There was actually like four or five guys that surrendered at the end. And one of them was a tall, like, coonskin-wearing, fur-trading kind of dude. Hmm. And they claim that he said he was Davy Crockett, but I've argued with some historian friends. But wouldn't you claim? Right. <laughs> hoping to get, like, Maybe, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Save me. Yeah. Don't I, kill me. I'm realizing now what I know about the Alamo is that it, it does not have a basement. It does not have a basement, yeah. Pee-wee Herman. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Is that where that actually comes from? I believe so. I, I that's th- where my knowledge of it doesn't have any <laughs> yeah. comes from. I, I think so, too. Uh, 1857, Supreme Court rules in Dred Scott case. Yeah. African-Americans, blacks cannot be U.S. citizens. Shame on them. Yeah. That it, was almost going to be my history. I know. That one, that one was a big one. I looked that one up, too, and that it confirmed at the highest nation's highest court that under no condition did Dred Scott have legal right to request his freedom. So what happened is he had multiple owners, and they crossed state lines, and right. he started in a slave state, went to a non-slavery state, and then so Wisconsin back again. Um, it was and it was a territory. It wasn't a state yet. Yeah. Right. Um, and so he argued that because he had an owner in that free state that he then had the right to request his freedom. Um, and it was denied. And so well, well and more than that, it, it wasn't just that his request was denied. The Supreme Court went above and beyond with the no yes. rights for anybody ever. Yep. Yeah. So definitively. Yeah. When we talk about our founding fathers, let's just remember they, they did also have some, you know, not, not perfect. 
not perfect. Lots, There's lots, a <laughs> lots and lots of faults. Yes. All right, uh, but that wasn't my history highlight. Okay. I thought maybe it was yep, like a close one, mm-hmm. but uh, 1921, police in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, issue an edict requiring women to wear skirts at least four inches below the knee. Jeez. That is not my history highlight either. Yeah, I'm but glad. 1921. Are they worried like flapper dresses are going up? Is that the problem here? I'm guessing so, or that women are wearing pants. That could be oh, too. Oh, true. that could pants. be. Yeah. Pants, pants are a problem. Oh my goodness, yeah. what is the world coming to? Uh, 1933, FDR declares a nationwide bank holiday. Oh. We're going to calm down. We're going to close the banks. Your money will still be there. Bring your money back. We'll open in a few days. FDR. Love him. 1945, George Nissen of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, receives a patent for the first modern trampoline. Oh, fun. Is it fun? See, I don't get this. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Even as a kid. What's, I, I don't, you bounce. Okay. Oh, my kids love it. Do they? They do. We have a little one in our house, in the living room. Oh, no. That they count, they, they jump on constantly. Like while watching TV and things, yes. or just like just jump, 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 just jump. jumping. Oh my gosh! And then our neighbors have a big one, and I'm so I'm glad that my neighbors have the big one because not, not you, yeah. Correct. See, I yeah. speculated both of your kids were going to be trampoline oh, huge. fans. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my kids, you know, she was a big trampoline fan. Though, yeah. uh, fun fact: trampolines are so considered so dangerous <sighs> that Girl Scouts you can't go to an outdoor trampoline park as a Girl Scout event. Wow, unsanctioned. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's just because wow. the, the risk of injury is too high. And those trampoline parks are, that's like, that's like a whole other world, too. Right. And those actually do seem quite safe because they're like well, padded I mean, the, the, everything. Yeah, the, the indoor ones are okay. Oh, but okay. The, 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 you know, there's no yeah, outdoor trampolining. Got you know, it. Girl Scouts. Okay, well. See, see, I get for a little kid jumping on a trampoline. Okay. But like a bouncy house makes sense to me. But I don't understand past like age six <laughs> what the appeal is. Well, you can ask Carly. We'll bring her back and you can okay. interview her. I might need to. <laughs> um, but equally silly, 1950, just five years later, Silly Putty goes on sale in the U.S. Oh, how fun. Silly Putty. <laughs> so if I ever open a, uh, a miniature golf course, I'm going to call it Silly Putty. Uh, of course you are. <laughs> and you know, at the end, like when you lose your ball through the, the clown's nose... And you like win something, you'll win a thing of silly putty if you get it through the clown's nose. <laughs> You've thought this through. Trademark Mac, don't try to steal it. Uh, 1951, the espionage trial of Ethel and Julius Rosenberg begins. Yeah. Can't give away secrets. 1964, boxing legend Cassius Clay joins the Nation of Islam and changes his name to Muhammad Ali, calling his former title a slave name. Mm. I like Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1981, Walter Cronkite signs off as anchorman of CBS Evening News after 19 years. Yep, I had that on there. That's a I think one. we discussed this. He is not like to you like a right. So yeah, you looked up to. I was one at this know, time, you know so, of him so I wasn't it. watching the news just yet. And that's the way it was. All right, but our history highlight today: the thing I think had the most impact. 1899, Bear patents aspirin. Aspirin. Yep, that would, you're right. That is a good one. It cures everything. Yep. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so did, what did I miss? No, that you got them all. It's I, it's amazing, Mac. I'm glad you I, stopped. Yeah, every time. <laughs> you you supplemented well, though. I did, I, yes. I did not. I, I thought about printing out a whole bunch of stuff of Dred Scott, but yes. I thought it would only be making the case that that should have been the history highlight of the day. Yes. I, well, and they are both history highlights. Um, but but the, the overall. The. Yeah, the patent. Okay, okay, so I got no segue. I know. You, you don't, ter- you don't need an aspirin segment. to listen to this next guest. No. 
or to read a new book. Yes. So, Dr. Chelsea Vaughn, curator of the Clatsop County Historical Society, you have just written a book. I, I did. I um, It's an Arcadia publication. Uh, people might be familiar with Arcadia. They do the a variety of regional texts. They um, generally have the sepia cover, though mine quite is quite fancy because it also involves some full color on, on the cover and on the interior. That caught me off guard. The having the having the color, not having just the, the single sepia. Yeah. Image. I like that. I do. I think it stands out. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was pretty excited. I, I, I honestly did not know that they were capable or that they did the, the color covers <laughs> before uh, before being approached for this project. But, but it goes well with the name, so tell us the title of the book. Okay, so it, it's um, it's their, from their series Past and Present, uh, and it's just Astoria is, is the title, and it is then take, it's a project where um, I took past historic photos of our fine city, and then I myself took contemporary photos uh, attempting to recreate the shot. So as close to the same angle as possible. Not uh, always, though, because uh, it's tough. As close as possible. Um, you know, the, the, I think that the cover photo, which is uh, features, it's Commercial Street in downtown Astoria featuring the Associates Building, um, which is on the corner of 12th. I think I did a pretty good job with that one, recreating the image. But, you know, other ones, sometimes there were things like, well, frankly, uh, you know, buildings that hadn't been there previously were suddenly in the way, and you can't get yeah. as much distance as, as you would to recreate the shot, or other things, like, there's one photo, and I won't say which one it was, but I tried day after day, because I really wanted the photo, but there was this ugly park, car parked outside all the time that oh. I didn't want in the shot, so <laughs> it I... It wasn't my car, was it? It was... <laughs> it was not. Okay. No. Because you could have asked me to move. I would have just said, hey, can you... No. I No. That was... um. The funny thing, I, I did find myself wishing that I could have a day without cars around town. Yeah. Because and, and some of the photos have cars in them, so including the, sorry, some of the historic photos have the cars in them. So then having the contemporary cars as well does well. But some of the photos it just the cars get in the way. They they are a strange thing to have to contend with. So how do you start a project like this? Because yeah. there's there's at least 4,000 photographs of this. No, there's oh, there's oh, a lot, though. There's a lot. So how do you narrow down? How do you pick? Well, so what I did was I started, and, um, and as I think I mentioned, I was actually approached to do this project, but then once I sort of signed off on doing it, I then had to kind of go through the process as though I was creating, as though I was um, proposing it myself. So that actually helped me narrow things down because I had to come up with, you know, themes I wanted to cover, how I wanted to approach it. And I sort of just approached it with this idea of, you know, being a visitor from out of town. So I start with the idea of, you know, coming to town, transportation, then staying the night. So that's looking at historic hotels. Um, I focus on Commercial Street because, honestly, we have a lot of great photos of Commercial Street. So, you know, downtown, shopping, et cetera. Um, and then I went with, you know, just we also have other things in town besides what I've highlighted. So then just, you know, around town. And finally, of course, we have our historic homes here. So, um, you know, long-term residents. Um, and then using those themes, I started to narrow down uh, photos I liked. That was, and also photos I thought I could recreate well. Um, I selected more photos that are in here, honestly. So I think it's 96 historic photos or some 94, somewhere in that number. Um, I probably had close to 120 because, frankly, I, that's, I always pull more things than I need. <laughs> but also, just some, some of them, you know, I realized pretty quickly that I, yeah, there's historic photos I loved, but they just could not be recreated well. Like, they mm -hmm. either, the current thing was just, I don't want to say 
too ugly, but just not, it just, it just didn't make a good photograph. And I certainly, and I have some abandoned buildings and I have some other things in here. Like not everything is pretty in this book, but some things just really were, I didn't feel that the contemporary photo told a good enough story, right? Because what you're doing with the historic photo and the contemporary photo is you're not just showing like two moments in time, but you're also trying to, you know, convey other information. Like just even looking at the front cover photos, you learn pretty quickly that traffic on Commercial Street used to go a different direction because mm -hmm. the cars are facing that. two different ways and things like that. So that was one, like, what information can I convey with these photos? So mm -hmm. having photos that just weren't going to work out, that also whittled, whittled it down quite a bit. But And since there were so many historic photos that are taking, taken from the water, did that throw you off? Did you have to go out in the water at all? Did you do any from a boat? I did not. Although if you look on the back cover, you will see that that one is from the water point of view. Um, that, that, I think that might be the only one actually from the water proper. Um, there's a couple others that I sort of, you know, our waterfront sort of curves around. So there's a few that are of the water, but that I was able to take from, say, um, some of the various piers that still jut yeah. out into, into the river. <laughs> So I also heard a rumor that uh, at least one of the photos you were like on the top of a moving vehicle or perhaps just a van parked somewhere. It, it, I was never on top. The, the vehicle was never moving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we do, yes. There was but a, I want it to be moving it, it, in this story. <laughs> I, I was surrounded by far too many moving vehicles at far too many points, if that helps. Um, so yes, and getting some of the shots, particularly some of the transportation shots, um, it just made sense to be at a higher point of view. And so mm -hmm. doing that rather than carrying a ladder around town, um, I ended up standing on top of our work van um, at various <laughs> times. And actually I realized I did actually go out into the water once and that was to photograph the remains of the T.J. Potter, which is over in Young's Bay. So it was a very low tide, so it wasn't like I was up to my, my waist mm -hmm. in, in muck or anything like that, but <laughs> I did actually, in fact, go out in, into the water to get to get one shot. And you walked out? Yes, well, because the T.J. Potter is just right across from the Dairy Queen on Young's yeah. Bay. And so at low tide, it, it, you definitely want to wear some rubber boots, but it's it's not, you, you can yeah. walk out to it. Yeah. Oh, how neat. What are some of your takeaways, especially when you were capturing these moments, right, in time, both past and then present? Well, I started, and I, I found certain themes that kind of united the pictures or certain major turning points in our town. And some of this obviously is, as you mentioned, we just did the exhibit on the 22 fire. So I found myself at one point, I was like, am I mentioning the fire too much in this book? Uh, but the fact is that the 22 fire completely burns down our business district. And so, and many of the buildings that are built in its wake still stand. So that is a massive turning point that very much defines our you know, our business district, our, our built environment, and things of that nature. Um, you know, another important thing I found was our town's clear connection to the river. Uh, one story I was telling Mac earlier was I turned in all these photos, and I got a note back about six of them that they didn't seem to be of the same place. And I was like, oh, no, I just, my angles were too off. I screwed something up. And then I looked at them, and every single one of them, it was either of you know, when our downtown was still built uh, over the water, so you could see the pilings underneath the buildings, or they were buildings like like docks and wharfs and whatnot and piers that no longer exist. So all you saw instead of a building 
was the pilings. And oh, so it interesting. just didn't have the same, it didn't look, you know, it wasn't on solid ground or suddenly it was on solid ground. No, right. And that changed it. You know, if you're not familiar with a town that was built over the water and then burned mm-hmm. down and they put it with fill, it would throw you completely off that this can't possibly be the same piece of property because right. this one's over water and this one's on land. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So when you got, went to these homes, I love seeing those those old home photos. I mean, because those seem, I mean, to, to they appear to be the most unchanged, mm. appear. So did you talk to a lot of the homeowners? Did you approach any of them when you were taking the new picture? Or did, I mean, and, and say, I mean, do you realize how similar your home looks? I, I approached a few. I, I did feel a, a little odd going up because, you know, it's one You're thing stalking to stalking their house. Yeah. photograph businesses, but another thing, you have to have a private residence. Um, but also, notably, like within the private residences, we have the Flavel House, which is now one of our, one of our museums. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the building that now houses uh, KMUN. It was also yeah. in this book because that had originally belonged to one of the Trillinger family, who were a prominent Astoria family. Uh, so, I can't say I chose houses that were necessarily creatively reused as something different now to avoid owners. Uh, but certainly some of the best houses to photograph have been creatively reused mm. because they are worth maintaining but not necessarily they aren't necessarily maintained anymore as private residences so what is your favorite building that's in this book and you don't have to say Flavel house in fact you shouldn't say the Flavel house <laughs> yeah. or what is the best past and present shot that you got you know what's your favorite one Hmm, that's an interesting question. Uh, one thing, looking at the back cover, I will say is that I hid the Heritage Museum in as many shots as I possibly could. Oh, nice. So as you're looking through, yes. I was looking in the background and say, hmm, is the old city hall there? Yeah. It's, it's like, where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah pretty, that's pretty a good much. one now, yeah. now that I see it. Yeah, I spot it. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll see it all over. Um, I actually <laughs> like some of the transportation ones. Some of the, I'm looking right now. I'm trying to rediscover what some of the old, what Highway 30 used to be. And I'm, I'm showing a photo that people can't see on the radio yes. here. Uh, but what Highway 30 used to be and what it is now and trying to track down those older components uh, when it was so very, even windier than mm-hmm. it is now before it was uh, sort of more straightened out more and sort of. Sort of, sort of, <laughs> sort of yes. yes. It, it, used to be, it used to be narrower and, and more windy, so that's... It was fun. Well, I'm also looking at the old Young's Bay Bridge and how it doesn't look like it's changed hardly at all. It, it has not changed that much. No, that's... I mean, the width is exactly the same. I, I always feel that too when I cross it. But I do love the Flavel House photo. I think just flipping through the book quickly, it does show it's a very drastic in how how much has changed. All the trees all around. Yes. It. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So that is something when you when you get this book, which we'll get to where you can buy it and see it. Um, definitely look at that one because I, I think that that one, I mean, the utilities are still there, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. there, but, um, the landscape is so drastically different from that one magnet of a home that stayed. Right. Well, yeah. and the landscape technically was in place at the point of the old photo. It just hadn't re- right. grown yes. in yet. Yeah. 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 Cause the Sequoia is there. It's just not big. Yeah. Right. It's little. So what building from your knowledge of Astoria do you wish was still here that you could have gotten a photo of because hmm. I know my answer, but oh, that's what's interesting. Yours? Um, you know, we have a great photo of it. You know, it's no longer there. Well, and I, I'm going to actually say is there's a few buildings that are still around, but I wish were in better repair. Like mm-hmm. the, you look at the house that is um, 
in the beginning of the long-term residences, the how the, the, it's a, I, I don't have the contemporary photo because I couldn't easily get it and I couldn't get it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a house over in Upper Town that has been long abandoned, and it's mm-hmm. you have a picture of it as a historic house. It's being used by the family, and like they have their lovely landscaping in there, and everything is is nice. And you go by there now, and it's. It's, it's maybe somebody will buy it and fix it up. You could put it in the sequel. That, that maybe, maybe so. Yes, that'll, that'll <laughs> be that'll be the motivation for someone to come along. And see, I would say the Louvre. Mm, I would love yeah. to. I would love to see the Louvre. Yeah, where the McDonald's is today. Where the McDonald's is today. The bar, we have the bar at the Heritage Museum here. And right. Yes. It was just. It just strikes me as a grand building, but I don't. I want to see it to see if it really was as grand as I think well, it was. And that's a good example of what I'm talking about. Um, uh, old photos uh, that I didn't want to take new photos of, like, you know, Seminole Louvre, which is now the McDonald's, but also, uh, I think it was the, a lot of the old historic homes were originally around where the Burger King is now, and so oh. I was thinking, I was like, well, I could, here's this great old home, and then here is this Marine Drive, and the, the fast food, and right. these things that yeah. I only had so much desire to, to yeah. photograph. So you're going to be giving our Thursday night talk lecture on March 16th. I assume you'll have lots of pictures to show. I will have so many pictures to show, yes. So that's at Fort George Brewery uh, at March 16th, Thursday, the third Thursday of the month, TNT. Uh, Thursdays are dynamite, get it. Uh, Doors open (laughs) at 6, program starts at 7, and it's free. It is free. And it's in the Level Showroom. The Level Show, yeah, I should say that before people like to go upstairs or something. So you can grab your pints and grab a seat. And will you have copies of these to buy then? We should. We should. <laughs> we're, we're, we're assuming they will arrive in time. <laughs> yes. And if not, then so. where I mean, will they be at all the museums? They'll be everywhere. 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 Local libraries, too. But you, but you should, uh, well, if they buy them. <laughs> right. We, we'll have them so, at the Heritage, probably, and the Carriage House is my... So, so this is a knock on, on Arcadia. I'm kind of shocked they don't give you like like 100 copies to sell on your own or to give away. They give you like a handful, right? They, they did give me a handful, yes. And yeah. those went fast. Yes. <laughs> no. yes. We're, gonna, I, I we're getting her quickly. some more to give away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. But it's a great project, and uh, I'm excited that you found the time to do this. And uh, I think you should be proud of it because I don't think it was an easy thing to do. Oh, okay. I think it was quite a challenge would be my assumption. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was. But I, I also had quite a bit of support, which was very nice. I, You know... I have you know, always to, I, I realize every single book about Astoria starts with a thank you to Lisa Penner for all your research and help, <laughs> and that mine is no different, um, because, you know, she's spent so many years with, with these properties that it helped, it cut down a lot of my work. That's okay, nice. so we got to talk about the title. Okay. Was that your choice? Astoria? Yes. Or did they force that upon you? Well, I don't know if force seems like too strong a word. I think it was just kind of within how they, they do the series with the city name. <laughs> Because, see, you are so creative, and you've, you've got a wacky sense of humor that comes through mm-hmm. more and more. I just expected some kind of a subtitle. Something something punny, probably. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. No. no Nothing. No subtitles. No. <laughs> what will be the name of your talk on, on Thursday night, Ooh, uh, March 16th? Now I'll have, oh, that's a lot of pressure now to come yeah, up with something, something punny for that. Um, That'll, see, there, there's where the title's going to come out. <laughs> that is where the title <laughs> Yes, the subtitle. So, um, so again, March 16th uh, at the Level Showroom for George Brewery. Uh, you can uh, hear and see Chelsea talking about her book, and uh, we should have copies for you to buy, and, and she'll sign them. I, I can do that, yeah. Ooh, true. yes. How wacky. People want your signature. Weird. <laughs> it I is love weird. It. It's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And uh, in the less than a minute left, 
What's coming here at the Heritage Museum? Oh, our next our next exhibit. It's where it's um, already in construction. It's going to be about the important role of food in shaping Clatsop County and the North Coast more generally. It's going to be a highly interactive exhibit, which is a new challenge for us. That's something we haven't done quite to this degree before, uh, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Great, yes. and that should open mid mid April. Mid April. Mid April. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we don't have a set date. We don't. It's fine. Like yeah. f- like food, you know, we're not going to put a, a drop dead date on it <laughs> that you can't buy it after this date. Right, so, got it. Uh, right. But it will be a lot of fun, and you set a very high bar on the last exhibit. Well, so thank you no, for that. That's... No pressure. No. Yes. <laughs> so well, thank you for um, this book. We loved it, and we hope that you all take a look at it too when it comes out at the TNT Talks. Yep. Hopefully, a couple of weeks. Yep. So go make some mystery. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Thank you for joining us for an adventure in history. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.